Are you ready to learn more about promoting play, defending childhood, empowering caregivers? Save 10% on professional development at explorationsearlylearning.com and support the show with the coupon code OOL. Click the link in the show notes to browse upcoming trainings. Okay. Hello. Welcome back to Out of Line. I am Annie Friday, and today I am joined by a special guest, Suzanne Benton. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. Suzanne and I know each other through our parent coaching work, um, and Suzanne has a really neat program that she's developed over the last few years, um, and I asked her to come on and share it with us. Mind Body Bedtime, right? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mind Body Bedtime is a parent resource that uh, offers peaceful games and meditations and ways to connect with your children at bedtime. And one of the best, the benefits of Mind Body Bedtime is that a lot of the peaceful games are made for you. And so I've done some planning and creating of games that can help bring uh, bodies that are active and restless to peaceful and sleepy um, just through playing the game. And so parents don't have to think much. They just can try a game and see if it works with their kids. I love it. Um, and I love that you mentioned that bodies can sometimes be restless. And um, I don't forget the other word you use, but like in motion and restless Yes. when they are also sleepy. And yes. I know that for me, and um, when I had first started working with toddlers, sometimes I didn't recognize the signs of overtiredness mm-hmm. as being signs of being tired. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? Because I know you work with um, preschoolers and toddlers too. Yes. Yeah. I'm a preschool teacher and a massage therapist. And so I combined my love of play and love of children with um, what I know about the relaxation process and how to get bodies um, as a massage therapist from um, tight and tense to a relaxed state. And so I combined the two um, to help parents work with kids. So um, yes, uh, when your body, I mean, if you think about how much kids are processing during the day, they they take in so much information and their minds, their brains are trying to process everything from their bodies changing and growing to the outside world. And so at the end of the day, they can be kind of really fried and need a little assist and their bodies and brains need a little help to shift into the relaxation state, um, shift from the fight or flight mode to the relaxed mode. And so these games can sort of um, just, just, uh, soothe just support that process through um play which and through connection with the parent which are two things that children crave i was just going to say that i think what i have loved um just learning about your program through your website and doing some of your um insight timer meditations this week just kind of uh for my own benefit not with my kids but um it's about connection and connection with your caregivers sometimes, and also connection with yourself at the end of the day, which can be really hard even for us adults to wind down. Um, I was just sharing with Suzanne before we hit record about some lost sleep I've had this week. And uh, I will say last night we did the rainbow meditation. And oh, I did yeah. this with my partner. We were like, mm-hmm. you know, both tired, but not falling asleep. We had that like agitated brain state. 
And uh, I don't think we even like made it to the D in red. Like we got through, like, <laughs> like your voice is so soothing and the prompts just really do help. Like they've, they helped me feel like I could let go of my day by processing through it a little bit, not ignoring it. Right. It's not like, let me tell you a pretty story and take you to never, never land. But it's actually like you're talking about the day and the experiences somebody might have had throughout the day. So share a little bit more about that too. Sure. Um, and I think from the, um, like you said, we we were in the coaching certification program that worked a lot with um, child development and um, brain processing theory. And so the idea of creating a consistent narrative for people to make their life make sense. And when your life makes sense, you can feel safe in it. Like, you know, what's going to happen. You, you understand the series of events from the day in a way that, that make you feel, um, you know, you can sort of relax into it. Like, okay, that happened. And your mind isn't always trying to continue late into night making sense of, mm -hmm. of your experiences. And so the, I like to say that the meditations that I create are they have a secret sauce and they are from my massage work just um have including practice and skills in breath work and in noticing the body which is harder um, in our digital age to take time to actually um come to into awareness of your actual physical body or go inward turn inward at the end of the day to see what's going on and um, it's a great skill for kids. So when I tell a story and a meditation, it's about, um, um, I don't know, a, a late, I have one about a magic cape and I have one about uh, um, a peaceful pond. And like you said, the meditation about the rainbow colors and how they can flow through your body. And so the story is um, for kids and adults, I guess, uh, also. Um, for sure. I'll vouch yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're engaging. And so they give your mind something to focus on, but they're also including um, thinking about your day and um, thinking about your body and thinking about your breath and your heart beating and how your hands and legs feel and your muscles. And so that sort of body awareness is one thing that brings the the brain into a, a place of safety and a place of connection with itself. And it's those two elements that start the relaxation process. So it, it feels like when I realized there was this, there was this process of relaxation, that there were steps to it and that the brain had to integrate the day um, and feel safe and connected. I was like, this needs, this parents need to know about this. This, <laughs> this is a secret. It's a secret sauce and it needs to be poured over children at bedtime and that, that will, and it actually will bring sleep or, or bring the body into a sleepy state mm -hmm. where it can relax and um, fall asleep. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love the fact that you're, you're really thinking about all of this stuff and you're bringing your background in somatic therapies and you're bringing your background in um, child development and working with kids, but then also the parent side. And I think it is true that those of us who work with kids and families a lot, take for granted what we know and kind of assume other people know the same things. And I think we've talked mm -hmm. about that in the past. Like sometimes I think all parents know that that overtiredness can look like high energy, but really mm -hmm. it's just like 
the dregs of that gasoline in the tank, trying to pull, like keep everything awake. And, um, and a lot of times it is about the brain just trying to make sense of something that didn't make sense in the day or something new, or, you know, if it's a new skill being learned. Um, and I know like we have a lot of people who choose alternative paths to school or are unschooling who listen to this. Yeah. And I know we have some radical unschoolers who really like to think of bedtime as a child-led process. And I think that's what I like about what you have provided in these meditations. This can be really child-led and doesn't have to be a parent saying like, go to bed. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is about that connection at the end of the day. And if you're, if your goal is to really be in connection with your children and, um, and, you know, understand their world um, instead of sort of telling them what their world is, then, then this, yeah, then having time to sort of, like I say in, um, I have a, a book, Mind, Body, Bedtime, and it's got 10 peaceful games in it. And, and I was just reading it before the podcast, to be honest, just to make sure um, I was saying everything. Um, but that it can be a trusted time at the end of the day. It can be a real, um, it can be sought after and it can be an invitation that where you come together, you review the day, you really, you know, use, um, help your children and, and um, support your children to have their own perspective and to have their own um, experiences that they can share with you. And mm -hmm. one other thing I want to say about it is that one of my main goals is to, like you said, parents know um, they know that maybe their children are overtired, but it's hard to kind of bring that up at the end of the day. And, um, and a lot of times parents feel as overtired and exhausted at the end of the day that as children do, um, and that my goal is to really cheerlead, um, parents in what, what they do know and just, um, that them getting time to connect with their children can restore and fuel them for, um, for the next day or, or as they're falling asleep, they're wondering, did I do a good job? Did I, mm -hmm. you know, what did I do wrong today? And sort of churn about that, but having connection time at the end of the day, where you really are feeling like you're giving your children mindfulness tools, you're practicing being in the present moment together and you're helping. Maybe you're also doing um, awareness, body awareness skills and breath work and gratitude and, loving kindness and all of those things that you get that for yourself as well. Um, and you can fall asleep feeling like, Hey, I nailed it. I nailed it at bedtime today, even if the day was, you know, really stressful. <clears throat> mm, I have an analogy of cake. Can I yeah. share my, yes, cake? yes. Anything to do with cake. I'm a, I know I'm a big fan of cake. <laughs> and when I realized that I have an analogy that, that goes with cake, I was so excited. So <laughs> I like to say for mind body bedtime that the frosting at the very top, the sweet treat in a layer cake um, is the actual present moment connection with your children, um, getting that few, um, that sense of joy or that sense of wonder when you're with your, this little creature and, and for them, you're, you're enjoying that experience and you know that they're enjoying that too, because they're, they crave your attention and they want connection with you more than anything almost. And um, so that when you do say a meditation together, or you play a peaceful game where you send color into their bodies and they send color into your body and 
that that connection is the sweetest part. And underneath that is the layer cake. I always go with chocolate, but you know, <laughs> your own flavor that you want um, is the knowledge that you are letting, that your children are learning valuable mindfulness skills and body awareness skills and compassion for themselves and outward to the world that they will grow up with, that they'll have for a lifetime because of the practices that you do, the, the gentle connection and the peaceful games that you do. Um, and beneath that is the middle frosting layer in between the layers of cake. Um, and that's more about for you um, to reset your sense of the day and really enjoy the time with your child. Um, it can fuel you as a parent and give you, they say when, if you're having highs and lows with your children and you, um, you really sort of document in your mind, the highs and the, the glimmers or the, the, the parts of the day that really matter in a good way to you, then your lows and your ability, well, your lows aren't as low and you are able to come back out because you sort of have this fuel um, stored up that you, that you actually do like parenting and you do love your children. And so the, having that um, a chance to fuel yourself with that middle frosting layer. And then the base layer of the cake is your own reconnection with mindfulness tools and your own body awareness. And if you're practicing um, a meditation where you're um, maybe saying thank you to your feet, saying mm -hmm. thank you to your calves and the muscles in your legs for carrying you around all day and running fast and thank you to your heart for beating that that can um that also can relax your nervous system and help you sleep at the end of your day so mm. it's, it's multifaceted um the connection the present moment time where you're um being mindful with your kids it's cake it's cake Absolutely. yeah i love it let's all eat some cake let's all eat some cake <laughs> um, there's so much in that cake. I want to get into some of those ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> because I think you hit, uh, you like, you made a really good point that, um, bedtime can hit a nerve for a lot of parents because it is likely to come at the time when we're also the most drained in our day. Um, there, it can come at the time when you are questioning, do I like my kids? Do I like being a parent? And then you're like, yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Okay. With some nervousness and reset. Um, but it can feel like a minefield and especially like, even if, if you can recognize that a, a kid is overtired and has kind of gone into that zone of like slap happy, kind of scary energy, you're like, I don't know uh -huh. what's going to happen when I like make the next step towards bedtime. And and for kids who have some sort of, you know, demand avoidance inside of them um, that can present in lots of different ways. It, it can feel like a, a landmine because you're like, I just need to get, and usually for parents, we're, we're thinking like, we got to get to the other side, right? We got to get them asleep so I can take a breath, do the dishes, do the laundry, pack the lunches, watch a show, maybe have a glass of wine and go to bed. Like, right. <laughs> and so I think we've talked a lot about this in um, other conversations, like where it's a reframing and it's kind of a constant reframing and so much happens at bedtime because we're not looking at each other. There's no pressure. Often we're either laying next to a kid, we're sitting in a rocking chair, like in a dimly lit room or dark space. So there's a lot more openness. And like, if kids do have something that's been 
eating away at their brain or, or that, like what we were talking about earlier, like not making sense, that's a really great time for them to open up and come out with some of those things. And so mm-hmm. I know when I am in that mode of like, I forget my meditations, I forget my mind, body, bedtime, whatever. And I'm like, this is my scroll time. And I'm on my phone. Like that's when my kids will call me out and like require me to be present with some crazy hard hitting question that came out of left field. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is actually (laughs) a really important time of our day not to be rushed through. Um, Any tips for the parents who are still like in the throes of it? You have older kids. Um, Yes. Yeah. But I remember doing this because you remember those days. Mind body bedtime came about because of my youngest who, um, who had a hard time feeling safe in her body and her mind. And so um, a lot of the skills that I brought in were um, energy work and I was actually in massage school at the time. And so I was trying, I was really in the, the depth of learning about the relaxation process. So in a last ditch effort to get her to fall asleep I started implementing or turning these practices into games and um and I think there there is a large probably the hardest work you have to do at the end of the day is the reframe where you you know where you say this is what my child brain child's brain needs to fall asleep and and so um I I will give it you know one last push and the 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 thing about mind body bedtime I think is as you add in that connection and that sense of safety and that sort of sacred space that you're spending with your children, it will, I I believe, uh, it will start to grow and be a routine that then your child recognizes and uh, looks forward to. And so um, my daughter would say, tell me a story that, you know, she would look forward to and we did a dragon dog story, which I don't know where that came from. And, but I would, I would say, okay, let me, you know, I'm exhausted. I don't have much bandwidth left. And I'm like, okay, let it just give me a minute to let it come into my body or come into my mind. And then I would pull a few events from my own day or from her day that I knew about and sort of weave it into a story. Um, so uh, what was I going to say? I think that, as you practice, it becomes easier. So sometimes resetting your mind to think like I can, since I'm in this for the long haul, I'll give it, you know, a week of bedtimes that are um, meaningful and that we try and slow down for and really connect. And it's that, um, it's the connection that, that brings the body into its state. It's, it's what, fills the brain and body have it flood with dopamine and dopamine is the the love hormone and the relaxation hormone and the I feel safe and I don't need to keep checking with the outer world to make sure that I'm safe and um so and I'll put a plug for the the games and the meditations and um I have a create your own meditation like ad lib form on my website that you can get for I think it's free. Um, and there are free resources that all of my meditation, not all of them, a lot of my meditations are free to download from my website. And so I want it to be accessible. Um, and so one of the things is to create your own meditation and you fill out, um, like your child's favorite color and you sort of plug in different meaningful things and then you you can record it or you can read it and it's, you're not having to think much. You're not having to 
create this whole connection piece on your own with your own tired brain. You can um, just read a meditation or record it on your phone. I say, record it once, play it every night. And Mm -hmm. that's been my experience with kids who hook into a particular meditation that they like. And I had a, a, a client or a, uh, a parent who asked me to make a meditation in particular for her daughter. And she, and then I didn't talk to her for years. And she said, for two years, my daughter listened to the the zoo meditation um, over and over and over like every night. And so if you can sort of transfer your love and um, availability and um, presence into a meditation, you can play it you can lie together and you know that it has like the sauce in it um I love that it's done for you oh I love that because yeah it's not the easiest time of day to be creative for a lot of parents so thanks for taking that hard work out of it (laughs) Um, and you're right we our brains love repetition kids especially so once you get a good story you can tell it over and over again it doesn't have to be a new one every night Mm. um you also said something earlier that I was going to come back to, and now I'm blanking on it. Hang on. <laughs> um, I think there was something about, um, oh, the connection piece, right? And like kids crave connection, humans crave connection. And I think we forget too, as adults, we also crave connection with our kids. And it's a lot easier to mask or layer um you know, thinking back to that cake, you could put all kinds of stuff on top of it if you set it on the counter, right? Like the junk mail could like get piled up on top of it. like, And it's so easy to forget that. And so I think having these kinds of resources that can be used as tools to get you get like for me as a parent, like I, I realize like coming back to being present at bedtime isn't just for them. It's for me too. And it helps me process my day. It helps me settle down. Um, I do know when I became a parent, there was a lot of talk at the time. This is about 10 years ago now um, about making sure you didn't have kids become over-reliant on you at bedtime. Or, you know, if you hold your baby too much, they won't learn how to fall asleep on their own. If you're always putting your kid to bed and laying in bed with them, will they ever fall asleep by themselves at night? Can you just talk briefly um, to that idea of like, codependence is not always a bad thing. Like maybe we need codependence to teach regulation. It's essential. And I think it was that, that um, interaction and that um, the regulating is something that happens. Um, It's a necessary thing to, to you as a child who doesn't know how to regulate their own bodies um, and nervous system that they have a parent there that, um, co-regulates for them and that they the the brain science says that children need that into in almost into adolescence or you know in a in a big way that that they are actually in, incapable of regulating their own nervous system and so having just having um a parent's body um having someone present with them to um to to help support their nervous system is, is I also was brought up with my youngest daughter in the time of um, 
sleep training and leaving your kid to cry so they can self-soothe, but they can't self-soothe. And I didn't know that. And I know that now. And so um, that you will, I think what you discover is that your children will start to um, say back to you, like, take a deep breath, mom, you know, mm. if you have had, if you've had time together where you're doing the sort of training and the, um, the co-regulation together with tools that work for you and tools that you can share with your children that, that they'll, they'll pick it up and they'll be able to, um, do it sometimes, but their bodies and their brains are not actually programmed to do it alone, mm. um, into late childhood. And actually I forget the technical time where it should come online well, um, and through life I know there are days when I cannot yeah. self-regulate right like I need a friend I need a partner I need like you said one of my kids to be like mom take a deep breath yeah, we've done yeah. this before like the ones they've seen you model it and co-regulate with them like they can help you co-regulate and that's really a cool thing too yeah. And there's another um, concept of when your children, like when they're young and into ch- childhood, being separate from you is is scary. It's it's mm. genetically scary to be alone and falling asleep is like the ultimate disconnection. Like they fall asleep. They don't know where they are. They don't know where you are. And so having the time um, where you reassure them at bedtime or having your voice in a meditation, take them mm. to sleep or teach them that they can have um, a golden bubble of your love around them. If they wake up in the night, that, that practice of, um, of finding self-regulation tools does eventually get into their systems and then they have tools of their own to regulate. That's awesome. And it's not linear because we know going through childhood, like you get through one phase and you think you like check it off your list as a parent, but then whether it's they see something scary or it got really dark or there was a loud something, you know, something changes and all of a sudden their sleep needs more support again. And yes, yeah, I think we, we love in our, in our very, I don't know, rush, rush, rush society. Like, okay, we've done that. We've done Check that. We sleep off. trained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we did it. They know how to fall asleep. They have all the tools. I'm not helping them anymore. Yeah. And, and uh, it's hard. Uh, like the holidays for us is usually a time when our sleep patterns get dysregulated because we're traveling we're seeing family we're up later and so then it takes us a while like January is kind of a reset month and Mm -hmm. um, we find our way back to those good routines and falling asleep again on our own but yeah I think I think having the routines when you're young and um, sort of imprinting the meditation and this or the mindfulness and the self care and self-regulation skills when you're young, then as you go through growth spurts and as your circumstances change, you can use it. Um, you can use it again later. And it's, it's more present in your mind because as a younger kid, you had that familiar pattern of, of bringing yourself to calm or having your parent help you come to calm. And, um, I have a funny story, uh, about the insight timer. I have my meditations are uploaded on insight timer. And so, uh, which is a free app. If you don't know, it's a, um, meditation, relaxation, and calm app. That's really fabulous. Um, and if you want to look me up, great. And if you want to look up anything else, by all means, there's so, so much up there, um, to help soothe, 
Um, but I have a couple of super fans that are teenagers and they love, like they got hooked on one of my meditations as a younger kid. And then years later, they're waiting for my next one to come out. And they like, they, they give me reviews as little pizza emojis or oh. unicorn emojis. And it's like, <laughs> and it's very true that when you're, when you're older, things that were familiar and comforting when you were young um, can, can soothe you still. And um, my daughter's 22 and she listens to the Velveteen Rabbit almost every night um, as a soothing tool for her because she did that when she was young. And so having the tools established and the practices established when you're young then can, um, can help you as a teen, as a young adult, as an older adult we all have fond memories of being young and having things that we loved and bring us a sense of bodily calm, just thinking about them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that you have teenage super fans. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I highly recommend Insight Timer. If you are listening and don't know about it, check it out. It's free. And there's so many good things, courses and some things you pay for. And yeah. Yeah. So tell us how to find you on there. Sure. Um, So you can um, search my name, Suzanne Benton, and it's S-U-S instead of S-U-Z as a teacher. And I've got 10 10 or nine meditations and a a 10-day class. If you're a member of Insight Timer, that's also free. Um, But that goes through the the book that I have with 10 mindfulness skills. Um, And where do we find your book? And the book, um, mindbodybedtime.com is the sort of hub for all the things. And you can, I, I do some social media with ideas and um, concepts that are, you know, fun, some cheerleading on my social media. But all of that is in, on, at, starts at the website, mindbodybedtime.com. Okay. And then coaching services and oh, anything yeah. else you provide. <laughs> yeah. There'll be information on the coaching services also on the website, Um so I, um, yeah, we just together finished the, the Jai transformational parenting certification course. So that, that is, it's a fabulous 12 week education, um, infusion that can help support parenting. And, um, so I'm just beginning as a parent coach there too, but reach out if you're interested. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you are in the Colorado area. You're in yes. Boulder area. Uh, Estes Park. Uh, about 45 minutes from Boulder and an hour from Denver and right next to Rocky Mountain National Park. Lucky me. So if you're in that area, you can work in person with Suzanne, bring her to your school or your childcare center. Um, she has phenomenal resources, knowledge, and experience. So um, tap into that. I highly recommend mindbodybedtime.com. Thank you for joining us, Suzanne. Anything oh, else you want to add? No, it's been a delight. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks everybody for listening to Out of Line. We'll be back next week. Bye. It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Explorations Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it.
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.